0: back to another Take the Lead podcast episode. I am your host Tara Chantel. We are about to dive right into bag talk session where we get real intimate with that spiritual bag within. I have such a special guest in the building, Chauncey Jackson, award-winning filmmaker. Let them know what's popping <laughs> chauncey thank you so much for joining Back talk session take the lead podcast to just tell us more about your journey i want to start with what inspired this amazing award-winning filmmaker mindset that you have right now
1: um tara first of all i want to thank you so much for having me on the show i really really appreciate the platform i really appreciate what you're doing um the journey to being a filmmaker was something that i didn't see coming be, to be quite honest, I didn't want to be a filmmaker. Like to be completely honest, I did not want to do it. Um, when I was in high school, I was in the, I was amateur wrestler and I was in the marching band. So I was really active in school. So before I graduated high school, I said, well, I have an outlet when it comes to writing music or being an athlete. You know, those are two things I'm really passionate about, you know, but at that time, um, my mom, she was singing in the choir at her church and our church at the time was World Changers. and I remember one time, um, and we had to get up, first of all, we had to get up really early in the morning. Like we used to live in Douglasville and Douglasville to College Park was probably about maybe like a 40, 45 minute drive. So we could get up to be at church at 7.30 so my mom could prepare to sing and practice in the church. Me and my sister were so dog tired. It's on a Sunday now. So we really have on Saturdays to ourselves. We couldn't stay late, we had to get up early in the morning. So I remember one time, um, it, was, it was actually, wow, it was actually in October too, this month. Wow, it was kind of funny. Um, my mom actually caught me sleep in the church, just randomly. I was so tired and she was like, over me, you know, when you like, you see your, like you, you caught, and, you know, you can't say nothing. That's the moment where I was like, okay, yeah, I can't do nothing. What? So mom, she looked, she looked at me, she's like, oh, so you're gonna sleep in the church. I was like, um, I thought I was gonna get a whooping, but my punishment was, she's gonna, she told me I was gonna serve. I'm like, serve where? Like, what are you talking about? And at the time, you know, the, the scripture, seek ye first his kingdom of God and all his righteousness. I didn't understand at the time. So mom said, You gonna serve? I'm like, what are you talking about? So she had a friend at the time in the media department and she told him, you know, what, you know, I got in trouble for and everything like that. And he said, okay, we got something for him. So my punishment was for four years from my from my sophomore, from my freshman year of high school to my senior year, I had to volunteer every Sunday at 7:30 in the morning. And let me tell you something right now. My I was like really busy, like I said, I was in a marching band and I was an amateur wrestler, so I was so busy, I'm like, yo, like, I can't do nothing on Saturday night because I have to go to church. And I was like, ah. So what they had me doing was I really, I was gripping, I was uh, the camera assistant, so I was gripping the camera, I was running tape to the bookstore, I was actually operating the camera on the balcony, and they trained you on the balcony before you go down to the lower level. So and I and Tara let me say something. I was not interested. I was thinking about wrestling. I was thinking about music. I was thinking other things besides there, besides being in church. But you know, it's kind of funny how things. It's, it's funny how God puts you in a position to teach you a lesson, but also know where you're going, mm. because it's something. It's something that you didn't want to do, but you end up doing anyway. You know, like you know when you like you want I want to do this. I want to do that. But God said no. I have other plans for you. And I didn't know what the plan was, but that plan was film production and when I graduated from high school um, my mom she had a client at the time and he asked me you know one time I was with my mom just trying to make some money for the summer and he asked me he said hey Chauncey now I see that you've been serving the church you know he asked me like do you want to work for CNN I'm like I looked at him like he was crazy I'm like dude what What are you talking about I'm just like Tara I just graduated from high school like literally got my diploma probably like that month later I was with my mom just trying to make some money for the summer before I started started college and he asked me to for CNN. I was like, I don't think it was crazy. I'm like, dude, I don't really have any type of experience. He's like, no, 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 no. You know, I, I, you know, I got you. I got you. You know, and at that time, I didn't really know how to make a resume. So, uh, not like probably six, probably four or five months later, I remember I came from bubble Study. It was a Wednesday. I'll never forget it. It's probably the week of my birthday. And I get a phone call and it's from TBS. Now, I didn't know TBS was the partner company of CNN, I didn't know that. You know, I'm like, who's TBS Turner Broadcast? Like, what? So, my mom said, Oh, that's CNN. I said, Cool. So, and I'm going on, but because this is really emotional right now because of how I listen, I listen to my mom, but I also listen to God, you know? So, I had the interview. I met with the vice president of the department. And he, you know, he told me, he's like, Chance, I love your resume. And I see that you've been volunteering at your church, which is great, you know? And he hired me on the spot because I had the experience, the experience of volunteering and serving was able to get me a job. And I was 19 years old. I was 19 years old working for the biggest news company in the world. And he said, hey, Chauncey, we're going to get you, you know, get your documents signed, everything like that. And when I turned the corner to HR, guess who was there? My mom's client. He was the HR manager for CNN. Didn't even know it.
0: That's the favorite God, right there.
1: It was wild. I'm like, oh, he's like, I told you I took care of you. I was like, oh, I was like, wow. And then it was it was wild. i never forget it I'll never forget it
0: that is the favor of god and actually serving with such a um, genuine spirit as well throughout for four years though that's a long punishment i
1: can't it was, a, it was a long punishment you know and it wasn't like every sunday sometimes they told me hey take a break here and there you know but it was still the routine of serving you know going to the bookstore and it was funny because all what i was doing I'm doing now, mm. you know, producing, you know, editing, uh, shooting videos, talking to clients. So all that time when I was 14 to like 17, 18 years old, got me to this point right now because I was obedient to my mom. You know?
0: Wow, it's amazing when we are obedient to. Yeah just people that are above us whether it's god our parents and just trusting them when we are being told to do so and that's amazing how it all just prepared you for where you're at right now i would love some feedback on how we can serve with such a genuine spirit a genuine heart when we don't expect anything in return because usually that transaction we are want money that's the only reason why yeah. we serve or we do work but how you didn't have get any you didn't get paid to just serve and just be this genuine person like that can you tell us how we can stay on that course
1: i think it's all based off motive you know when you like serving is not just more of serving the church you're like serving like a, of course a nonprofit, and I'm, I'm part of a non-profit called steam revolution and really like my mom always told me like you don't know, you don't serve to get anything. You serve because it's in your pure heart that you want to help others, you know. You don't like just because someone's paying you doesn't mean that it's like you have to make sure that you don't don't cross those lines of, oh, I'm only doing it for me. I want to build my career, I wanna build this, I wanna build my status, my, my my Instagram following, my Facebook following, my podcast following, but it's all depends on your heart. know especially me being a filmmaker i work with a lot of actors especially females and for me as a male filmmaker you know i had a conversation with a lot of actors and this is a prime example a lot of actors who i spoke with before they have issues with getting their their videos sent to them for some reason i don't know if there's a theme going on but it's like i'm looking at like you know how easy it is to get your scene for me like it's really easy like i have a i have a hard drive full of content from almost 10 years ago you know so i keep it because these actors need it for demo reels and for me if you work with me like this past uh, project that i did for have a good day the actors have told me hey you know after this is done i get all the scene edited i want to actually use you guys scene for demo reel for free because you guys dedicate your time and energy to create such an award-winning big uh, uh web series that I say i want to give back to people that served and dedicated time to help me so wow. it's really a prime example of how I don't need, I don't need money to do things, do the right thing, if that makes any sense. Mm. So for me, that's a prime example. So I got, I spoke, to, I spoke to a lot of, especially a lot of female. I don't know what it is, but I said, hey guys, you know, here you go, here's your scene, here's your demo reel. Let me know if you need anything. Let me know if you want to send it to Actors Access, Access or whoever, because you guys need these things to to create you guys' uh, resume. So for me, that's a prime example of me doing things with a pure heart, because I don't need anything. You know,
0: I, thank you. That's all I want. That's fine. Right. And not expecting something in return. I feel like that's where it goes wrong when we are trying to expect something from someone for them to do good for us. And but we mm-hmm. really have to just give off of the genuineness in our heart and the genuineness off of our spirit of being mm-hmm. that vessel to God. Like I'm just doing it because God told me to do it. Yeah. If you appreciate it, you appreciate it. If you don't, I know I still have favor over my life.
1: It's one of the things where my mom, she told me, so like, Chauncey, when you go in this world, represent Christ and also your family because in the day, that's all you have. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, film is like my second love outside of, you know, God and family. Well, it's just my third love, but it's like film is the way where I'm able to grow, also meet some people in different walks of life, different belief systems, mm-hmm. but I still represent myself in the best possible way because you can be the light in the darkness in this world by just mm-hmm. being genuine and honest. Like people are, it's so hard. I don't know how, I don't know what it is by people can't be honest and genuine. Like, I don't want nothing from you. I want to just make sure that you dedicate your time that we agreed upon. That's all I want, you know? And some of these actors, I became friends with them over the years because some of the actors I've been friends with for such a long time, I say, hey, I want you to come back to the show. Hey guy, I'm, you know, and new actors, that's even great because I get to know about them a little bit more. I get to know where they come from, their mindset. And for me, like I said, being a black male filmmaker, I have to make sure that end of the day, when it comes to female actors, I'm very, very protective over them in many ways. When it comes to their, their uh, characteristics, their personalities, and how they portray themselves on set, mm-hmm. because it, it's it's the way. First of all, I'm not in the business of degrading black women. Period. Mm-hmm. I would never. I don't. I never. I would never ever receive a chat to degrade black women. Period. If it comes, if it, if someone said, oh, I want to do this, I would say no, because really, I, you'd be surprised what I wouldn't do for money. You mm-hmm. would be surprised.
0: Wow, that's deep right there. That's deep because right now we are in this world where it's driven off of money. Mm-hmm. People are selling their souls for money. Man. <laughs> what is that scripture? About- what does the scripture say? It's like the man that gains the world but loses Oh yeah. Soul. Um what what
1: proper man to gain the world but lose his soul. Yes, I remember wow. that scripture. Yes.
0: What is your thoughts behind that?
1: that's such a deep scripture because it's like it goes back to what i was saying earlier it's like so you're going to try to be famous and disregard everything that you worked for how you're raised you know me I'm, I'm getting married soon like disregard family to be famous so the people who know your name like i don't want my name be written in life that's not my style i'm very independent i'm very humble you know it, it, it's, it's things where I wouldn't do it. But my spirit, this thing called discernment that I pray for every day where it doesn't feel right, I'm not gonna do it. Mm. You know, people can say what they want, but it's like, in the day, if I don't feel right about something, I wouldn't even step foot in it or even create it. Because in the day, if I'm, now, now I understand when it comes to projects, you know, there are sex scenes here and there, but that's not my, that's not my drive, that's not my focus. It's like, it's, does the story make sense? <laughs> do, do the actors like their characters? are their characters being portrayed in a positive light even if that person's a antagonist is the actor comfortable in that role because i'm not the type of a director where it's like oh you better do it because this and this i think i do nothing mm. they ain't gotta do nothing so that's really my answer when it comes to that
0: wow what well, first of all congratulations you a whole husband out here <laughs> i know
1: right <laughs> i just came back from getting my um my marriage license for my wife so i've been up and down and it's oh this has been goodness. a lot, but it's like when it comes to when it comes to that, man, is is you know, we was there today. I know I'm segueing, but when it comes to like marriage between, you know, my wife and I, it's we, this is what we wanted. This is what we wanted. We wanted to create a, a union between us and then create a legacy afterwards, you know. So wow. it was a little emotional when I'm sitting there, was like, wow, this is real, real. Wow, <laughs>
0: and that's what we believe in, just building yeah. black families, building a legacy. For the next generation because that is Agreed. so powerful and it's crazy how you are in this marriage union and i was just before we got on this got on this call i was le- learning about courtshiping, hmm because we live in such a a worldly world where we're in this world and mm-hmm. now we're being normalized to just be dating, having sex before marriage, but we are skipping the true word that is courting women, and now mm. women are just settling just to be booty calls <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> Man, that's it's funny you mention that because me, and my coworkers had a uh, conversation. I think it was Tuesday about something when it comes to like, like uh, marriage and just like the headship and everything like that. I was telling them that. You know, when it comes to marriage, especially as a man, you have to be very aware of who you're marrying because, you know, I prayed a lot to get to this point, you know, I went through a lot of ups and downs that I heard, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you, I had my hoish ways, you know, for a minute, but for, it didn't last long because I knew that, okay, this is not gonna last long. For me, I wanted to create a, a, build, a, a building block of the family. The family is so strong that the world can't destroy it, you know? Like when God created man and woman, it's, it's so vital how strong the family unit is and the gender roles because, and my wife understands that. Even though we're a partnership, she said, hey babe, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? As we- a man, I said, all right, step in high gear. Because she understands her role, but it's not, just because um, I'm the leader doesn't mean that she's, I'm like, she's a lower level than me. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? It's like people say, well, I rule over you, you submit. That. No, 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 no. You, you're misusing scripture, you gonna understand that point. If that man understands his role, you don't need to say he's a leader. Mm. He don't need to say it because it's embedded in him. You know? <laughs> and my, my father-in-law, he had a conversation with me before. We started, we were dating, like probably a couple months in. And he told me, and the points of a father are so important too, because he told me, he's like, all I want you to do, Chauncey, is take care of my daughter. That's mm-hmm. all I want you to do. Like, if you take care of my daughter, you'll see how things will work out. And he's, he was right. Because that's his baby girl, especially his youngest girl, you know, it's so vital because some some men and women don't understand that. And like, look, just because <laughs> dating, see, dating is, is like, it's like people have this misunderstanding about dating is. Dating is not just, oh, I'm gonna smash here and there. If you wanna do that, okay, fine. I'm not judging nobody, if you wanna do that, it's fine. But if you're serious about dating, you have to realize you have to sacrifice a lot of things. I have to sacrifice a lot of things. I have to cut things off. I have to change. Not her. I had to. Mm. So for me, I have to be the example of what a man should be to say if I, if I'm going to take this seriously, I got to make sure that I put God first, pray and make sure that I love my uh well, my wife now as who she is and that's my best friend and my help me, period. Oh,
0: that is beautiful. That is beautiful just the structure and the mindset of the sacrifice it goes into creating this union of Mm -hmm. a family dynamic like that is so powerful because they try to keep us from having this union because they realize how powerful a black woman and a black man come together to dominate this matrix in. And we're going to be unstoppable if we get on the same mindset together and not be against each other and be
1: together. And are you married, Tara? Are you married? No. Okay. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is I say this, you know, and you already, you probably already know, like, here's, you're, I don't know what your intentions are, but it's like, it's all based off God's timing, not your timing, mm-hmm. you know, because I thought, oh, I'm going to marry this girl, it didn't work out. I, thought I was going to marry this girl, it didn't work out. But I realized after, when I got to this point where God was protecting me from people that didn't need to be in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we think that person's for you. And I'm not saying necessarily that person's bad for you, but it's like, they're not the one for you to 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 love you the way that you should be loved. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because that, uh, like, that un, like the, um, what's that word? The unconditional love is so misused that, like, you love them for, not their body, for their spirit, you know? Because when you, when I look at, when I look at my wife, it's like, oh, okay, you know, it's like, it's a spiritual thing, not just a physical thing, you know? Because the spirit is who they are. It really is, like, we live, we live we, we, the person who we are is your spirit. We're just a shell of who we are spiritually. That makes any sense. <laughs> so you're marrying that person's spirit, you know? Like, I was talking about co coworkers how weddings are not really just weddings. Like, when you see a wedding, it's not just a ceremony. It's a, it's a dedication to God that you are committed to that one person. Mm. And when I was telling them, when that father walks his daughter down the aisle, she's covered by her father so when the pastor tells or asks the father question who gives this woman away to this man father responds "Um, uh, my wife and i do so that transition from father to husband is like just like that so it's a spiritual head covering because the woman should be protected because the woman should never be uncovered like for real it's it's deep that's that's real real. go watch your wedding seriously watch your wedding watch your wedding again and you see it's not just a physical transition it's a spiritual transition so when you in the ceremony you're that woman is covered and protected by father to husband so now i'm responsible for her
0: wow and just the the way you broke it down gave me chills because
1: but it's real though it's really real i have to learn this years ago and i thought at least i used to do wedding videos and i said, like, okay cool was a ceremony whatever that. but I, when i started getting serious with marriage with my wife and everything i was like i started studying about marriage i'm like oh this is kind of deep and i listened to different pastors I'm like well this is kind of deep ain't it oh wow it's a big responsibility it is it's a really big responsibility
0: it is and everybody's not meant to be a wife or a husband
1: mm-hmm. and that's fine like i said marriage is a choice but like i said if you want to, I hang with married folk, Really, when I was single, I hang with married folk. Yeah. So I was able to see, you know, I was able to see uh, how they operated, you yeah. know. And for me, now since I'm, I'm not, the, I'm not the last person in the group to, um, you know, get married. But I was like, I was a single person, but I realized like, wow, this is really like a spiritual uh, journey that we're on. Yeah. You know and it, it's it's deep man it is a true
0: commitment wow. that's what i was saying cuz i don't think people are ready for that huge commitment to that dedication to one person that knowing that you have to take care of this woman like this mm-hmm. she, she you are responsible till death do us apart yeah, yeah it's, it's it. not just a title it's, a, it's,
1: it's <laughs> it, but it's like and when it comes to especially a, a black woman it's like for me you know, women are, I'm saying they're complex, but women are emotional creatures. So you have to understand that. They're gonna have their good days, and bad days. They don't wanna say much, but its you have to understand that. As a male, men, we're, we're really simple. We're very simple. We don't really need much. Like, we, we don't need much. Yeah. But for a woman, she needs that. When, when her feet hurt, are you gonna remember her feet? When her back hurt, are you gonna remember her back? And when she needs, like, to cuddle, are you gonna cuddle with her? I, I, like, cause me and my wife would work out. So for me, I was the first person to lose weight. So she sees me cutting ways, okay, I want to join in. I'll let by example. Mm. I didn't say, oh, you better work out. And then like, no, I didn't say nothing. She saw me being dedicated. I didn't, I didn't complain. I didn't moan. I didn't No, I set the example saying, hey, I can do this. But she saw, she joined in and said, okay, mm-hmm. my baby's doing it, let me join in. And we work out together now,
0: Wow. you know? Okay so powerful leading by example not trying to point fingers and telling people what they should do and that makes things so much more easier especially when we're on this journey together if you're, and you're leading by such a great way of eating right being fit it's just like that's contagious like people just yeah yeah
1: that way yeah we have our cheat days but we do it together and <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> even even, <laughs> even through this quarantine we, we spent a lot of time together we play playing video games and you know she she's an mma fan like i am so it's like that's a huge plus i'm like you know so you know but it, it's it's one of the things where i'm enjoying everything the ups and downs going to happen but that love is that long that love that love is strong like that real love is strong mm-hmm. nothing can break that
0: oh yes that's amazing and i just applaud you guys and i wish you much success on your marriage that's Thank you. thank you, thank Amazing, we love that, we love that. And I wanna talk more about Have a Good Day web series. Tell us about yeah. the project.
1: Man, Have a Good Day. Man, where do I begin with the Have a Good Day, Tara? Like, Have a Good Day literally started six years ago, excuse me, four years ago. Wow. And uh, I'm gonna be honest, man, it was, I lost a lot of friends on the way, but it was worth it to get to this point. Um. I, met, I we I had a former colleague of mine we started writing the sh- the first script about 2015 and this is based off of our lives in the call center and let me say some call centers are just trash like i just trash right burn them down you know you know now tech support fine but call centers no you mm-hmm. know but um, at that time when i got let go from CNN this my first time working in a call center and my sister got me the job because i didn't have a when i graduated from college she said hey chauncey you know let's get a job for right now mm-hmm. and i didn't realize that people like my voice for some reason i don't understand why i don't really see any brightness or <laughs> uniqueness in my voice but whatever um because <laughs> the lady her supervisor said i like his voice i'm like really i'm like, all right so sorry <laughs> i was like okay thanks for the job um but i realized when i was working at this particular call center it was like so ratchet that it's like yo why what did i get myself into you know, of course, on my own business, I didn't get into the, the job drama, whatever. But I realized that when we were writing, that I was really telling my life in in, um, in real time. So when we wrote, we wrote, you know, the whole pilot, you know, co-wrote together. And we shot the first version of this in 2016. And it took us a year and a half. Now, my manager, who I met in church to my mom, shout out to Natalie Roseborough, love you. My manager is so dope. Like she's been on me when it comes to production, business, she's worked for Tyler Perry, Roger Bob, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Townsend, she's worked for NBC, CNN, so she has the experience so right. she's been with me for almost the last eight or nine years. Yeah. So when we finished the first version of this Tara, we, um, I, I created a trailer, I sent it to her, she told me to Chauncey, this show is really good. Like, we can really pitch this to get us on some, some network because when it comes to a network, they want to they have a, a, a unique type of show that hasn't been done yet. So when it comes to this, uh, a call center it hasn't been done before. So for, for us being the first, she's said, chance. We got to get this shopped around. But before we do that, who is this girl here? Because I see that you shot, directed, edited, and produced it. But when I see created by who, it comes a problem. So for us, what we need to do is we need to get her to sign off saying that because this is my production company that shot it. Mm-hmm. You know, say okay, well, just have her sign off saying you have the right to, you know, shop around whatever. I said cool, it shouldn't be a problem. The <gasps> day before I was gonna go to give her the contract, she was like reneged on me. I was like yo, like I'm trying to tell you what's going on. I'm keeping in touch with her now. If I was shy, she, I would literally not tell her anything. But I'm mm-hmm. not the type of guy going back to saying I'm doing things for a few heart. Like, why would I lie to you? Like, why would I try to hide something from you? I don't do that kind of thing. So she's like, oh, I want to get this and that. I'm like, so literally it was on the shelf for about a year. I didn't do nothing with it. I was talking to my manager. We didn't know, because if I shopped the show, then she has to to sue me. Even though that I would have won because I own all the content, it would still be, uh, it would still be really a bad situation in court and legal fees, all kinds of stuff like that. So... My manager, she said, Chauncey, the only way for us to do this is for you to rewrite the whole season. I was like, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Because it took us a year and a half to, you know how long a year and a half is? (laughs) To, for a show, like, you know how long that is? I was like, like, I said, Natalie, is there other ways? Like, well, Chauncey, if you, like, I'm sorry. Like, in order for us to do this your way, you have to rewrite everything. You have to rewrite the characters, rewrite the scenario, rewrite everything. I was like, oh my God, bruh. (laughs) So <laughs> I, was like, I was like, and I was really gonna throw everything away, there. I was gonna delete everything because it left a bad taste in my mouth. But I was like, all right. So that took me about a week or two to create a pilot. And man, I had to rewrite everything. And I said, you know what, it's for the greater good. So last year, last October, we started casting. So I was trying to get everybody. And now some of the actors from the original came back. But I had to get new, you know, new people, you know what I'm saying? So I got my got my cast and I got my crew. And the cast is 22 people. So I wanted to do a pilot. And we started doing it. And man, it was so surreal because everything was new. I had new cameras, new crew. My sister came along, she's the director of the show too. My wife came on. She was like, yo, let's go, baby. Let's let's knock it out. You know, because she was going through, she was seeing what's going on. was upset too but she's like well we have to do a thing from scratch and i'm glad i did i'm glad i listened to my manager because i trusted her but i was still stubborn because of all the hard work that we put in that was gonna go on the waste but in hindsight god knew what he was doing because i did everything from a pure heart Mm -hmm. and the actors came back and now i'll say this too this is all god because the actors i wanted to come back they came back because some of these actors they're, they're really busy they've been on tv they're in commercials they're on they're moving on with their lives, and terror, it almost brought tears to my eyes when the actors that wanted to come back they came back because there's no chance that we got you. You know, they knew they knew what happens, and no, we got you, bro. So they they stepped their game up so much on this show where it was so surreal, so proud of all of them. And thankfully, before COVID hit, we shot for about three months. It was like every other weekend, just boom, 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 production. You know, making sure everything is done. And then when quarantine happened in March. I edited everything in March so that, okay, I was ahead of the game. So when we dropped the season, and this is, this is how the enemy tries to attack you when you do something right. Mm-hmm. So when we dropped the trailer, I had a lot of like cyber bullying from my the former friend. So a lot of bullying saying, oh, a lot of attacks against me. Oh yeah. Like online comments and saying, oh, I'm going to get this and then get that. And I was frustrated, but I talked to my manager I said, Chauncey, don't even worry about that. You did everything by the book. You got the documentation saying it's yours. The only reason that they're mad is because it's good. That's wow. all it is.
0: Right? So don't let don't
1: don't get don't get don't get upset by her being mad that you didn't attach it to it because she knew that the greatness that you had in you. Mm-hmm. She knew that you can create something better than what you had before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I went through the tax, Tara, I went through the tax, the accusations and oh yeah
0: how did you overcome
1: I'm a lot of patience and prayer and not really focusing on too much i just i had to realize that i did it right i did i didn't think right because i didn't think wrong i would feel guilty but i didn't feel guilty a lot because I, I didn't think about the book mm-hmm. why is she so mad why is she talking about so, oh she's talking about social media and everything i'm like why are you so mad at me i'm not even talking i don't talk to you i don't talk to you why are you mad at me for
0: and it was so long ago how you overcame that and let it go made a whole
1: new project. And the project, let me tell you something. When I when when I, I let my manager see it, she's a Chauncey, oh my God. Like this is too good. And then when I started submitting to different film festivals, like every okay I'll say this. I submitted have a good day to about ten film festivals. Out of the 10 out of out of out of everything we got selected eight times.
0: Oh that's amazing and I'm that's like, oh. crazy
1: it's like so i know that i did everything right i it took nine months to get off the ground to before i even started casting i it took nine months because i had to make sure that i had my ducks in a row i had my documentation and my script certified i had to get it you know notarized i it's so many things i had to do to make sure that i knew and protect myself because i knew i had a feeling that i knew that it was going to come to this point where I was gonna get a lot of threats inside of that, but I have a good manager. And she said, Chauncey, you did everything right. So don't worry about all that. Wow. And and after, when the first episode dropped, it all stopped because she thought it was the same thing. I was like, no, 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 no. You don't know who I'm dealing with. You don't know the kind of guy that I am. The guy in me? Right, right, just like that song, right. So for me, I'm grateful to God because going back to what you are saying by you having a pure heart, I'm glad that I was able to bring on some new people and the original people in the show, and they all love it. It's like, yo, bro, they, when they see when they see the, the nominations and the wins, they're like, yo, oh my god, they sharing on social media. Because as an actor, here's the thing: as an actor, when you get involved with a project, it's like an investment for you guys. Like, okay, what are we getting out of this? It's like a sales pitch. It's like, okay, what are we getting out of this? You know, like what's going to go from this point? Because again, you can't just be on the shelf. Like that's a waste of their time and their energy. So what are you getting from this I'm coming to work with, you know, for OCMG or Chauncey Jackson? What you're going to get, you're going to get high production, fun on set, but also hard work, Mm. you know, because I want the best out of you. I want the best out of you as an actor because me, I love what I do.
0: Wow. And you're not doing it for the money. So it means differently how you're doing it to create art and you have ownership and you have integrity attached to you you just move different that's how you're gonna produce greatness like that and that's incredible i yeah, can feel your patience as well so now, i can man, your patience
1: <laughs> that pay that p word is like ugh, some people don't have it but i'm i'm glad to wait like when i watch it i, I watch it so many times that i'm proud of it i'm just seeing it and Especially the artists that I work with on the show, that let me use their music for free. It's like, wow. dude, I'm with it. I love the show. Let's go ahead. Wow. So I signed a contract with them, and it, it, it's just that, you know, last month marked 10 years I've been doing this, Tara. So me, and I'm working on a documentary for that too. So, um, and just the people that have been mentioning me on social media, yeah. I don't know who they are. Like, oh my, uh, one of the actors reached out to me saying, "You good at what you do? I need this. I need that." It's okay, cool. Let's talk. You know because everyone got a budget let's create one you know don't yeah. don't burn yourself out by wearing the camera you don't know what you're doing right. Come talk to me you know because you know people who are interested in film you know that's great but you have to do things by the book you know yeah and for me i just had this ten years experience where if you give me a script then i'll be like oh word okay cool i already know what it's going to be like i already know what it's going to look like it's like, okay cool i got you because i've had the experience
0: wow. and
1: majority of the time let me tell you something my patient's dedication is so real that probably 70% of that 10 years, I didn't have a car. I, I took Marta I to lift the train. With your, your setup? With your yeah.
0: equipment?
1: Yeah. Wow. Like this is like, this is before, like before Lyft and Uber around, I had to walk from my mom's house to the bus stop and wait for the, now they ain't got no GPS on, you know, the um, app, the Marta app. I had to wait. I had to leave sometimes two hours to get to a gig just to make 150 for the day to come home and edit the video so my grind is real so now to see where i've got to as a two-time award-winning filmmaker it was all worth it and i thank god for it for real oh
0: my god so how do you trust the process like that because you put in 10 years of work hard sweat tears Come on, Flat, tell bro, us how you, bro. Trust, right, how you trust the process like this and understand what you sow and what you put in. You will weep what you sow. You, But you have um, to plant these seeds and watch them harvest.
1: Like you said, plant the seeds because I couldn't do it by myself. The people that I met that really helped me become not just a better filmmaker, but also a businessman. Like, you know, names like Vanden Gibbs to my mentor, Natalie, uh, Allie Flo- Floyd, um, Kale Allen, Jessica Smith, Corey Henry, um, man, you know, Lawrence Prescott of Caribbean Live TV. Uh, oh, man, it's so many people that really, really helped me to get to this point where they trusted me with their vision. So I had to make sure that I pushed out high quality content for them because I don't care how much money you got. When you work with me, you still get high quality. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't understand what people say, well, they ain't got no money. How do you know? How do you know? You don't know what they got. You don't know who they know. You don't, you don't know that person that you may think that doesn't have the quote unquote funds. They may ha- know somebody they can refer you to. That will get you to the next level. It happened to me many times. Whereas like, Oh, like I worked with millionaires before where, Oh, I need a content for this. It may have been one time, but it's like that one moment where I learned from that person. So don't judge somebody based on, they ain't got no money. How do you, how do you know?
0: Right, because they're not wearing it. That's why they think. Cause like, you some, don't know the rich person life. might be in this.
1: Like, just because someone in a nice suit, that can be rented. Don't don't think the funk. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, don't. That's from that's from Men's Warehouse. Like, don't <laughs> like, like, don't 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 do that.
0: Yeah. Wow. You cannot judge a book by its cover.
1: It's for real. Like, how you know this? Been I've been the the probably the one probably one of the biggest studios in Georgia, and I met some people because. I know what I was talking about. As an editor, I was an editor first, by the way. I didn't shoot, direct, or produce first. I edited first. Mm. So for me, when I go on set, I kind of have this editing mindset where I'm like, okay, like angle here, angle here. So when I am I go home and edit, I kind of know what it's gonna look like because of how I see things. I, I direct to edit, I produce to edit, I cast to edit, I course shoot to edit. So I have an editor's mindset where everything's a timeline
0: wow and editing is such a key component in filmmaking that we look over that's why a lot of times a lot of these projects indie projects don't come out because proper edits or they didn't have mm-hmm. an editor they were only thinking about shooting and casting the in law
1: man the editing has saved me so much money it's like i don't even know because <laughs> let me tell you something over the last 10 years i would say i've probably saved about maybe like I'll say about 20 grand I'll say so wow. roughly because of the time and the quality behind that the hours being spent editing so I'm editing a project you know in a few minutes because uh, you know I meant this is go back a referral because I know what I'm talking about you know because editors as editor yeah life is good right now yeah. <laughs> especially through COVID people want to get things pushed out so I'm grateful to God because you know, end of the day, I told God a God, I just want to be able to give you thanks, but also trust the process in the same time, because, you know, I thank God for 10 years because some people don't make it, you know, my brother, he's a photographer. He's been doing it for roughly around the same time. So he understands this. So for me, this is, I told God's like God is film or bust. I don't want to do anything outside of that because when I'm in my zone, my wife will tell you, I can edit for literally eight hours and I even like, okay, cool. I'll take a break, but I'll come back and be like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, next couple hours because you love what you do. You know, a lot of editors don't know that, but you have to focus on editing because end of the day, how's it gonna okay, post production is more important than pre production sometimes. Because how are you supposed to now I can go on I can talk about this all day because people don't focus on what what's important. Focus on the lighting, the camera quality, and make sure that the sound sound is just as important too because people can people can um, forgive bad video to a certain degree, but if the audio is trash. They'd be like, mm. "It's like, mm.
0: man, I love me some good audio." <laughs>
1: and and by the way, these film festivals—they won't accept your film if audio and video is trash. Just so wow. you know, they will say in the descriptions like, "We will not accept videos that are low quality, poor quality." They won't do it. So it says a lot about my web series where we did everything. I mean, shot with a Blackmagic 4K and. The nice lighting and the music sounds great. The acting is solid. Like, come on, like, put in that work.
0: Put in like, that
1: work. Yeah, I'll do this for fame. What fame is temporary? What, what, does, what does that mean?
0: I'm telling you, but that's what people are driven off of the most. They're not driven off of the craft and doing it for the love of the arts. They're doing it for the clout.
1: I was like, yeah, it's it just, it's just, it's just like some Now, some of these uh, content creators are really dope. If some of them are doing is like okay really like okay just like that that's how you feel all right cool but no but for me like it's it's just the part where you have to you have to be patient and break things down you have to have meetings you have to talk to actors okay let's do a pre-production meeting i'm about to shoot a short in uh december you know because it's been a minute because okay let me do one and i'm my wife's gonna direct that so i wrote this about probably like two years ago probably two three years ago but i kept it i have a lot of scripts by the way i'm a writer too i'm a writer man i write wow i have scripts that last me about the next 10 years another 10 years i'm
0: writing
1: i'm so serious i'm (laughs) not even kidding i'm so serious because i don't want to get to a point where i meet somebody or in the industry where it's like oh you're a writer okay what do you have uh uh, what no you gotta be prepared all the time
0: stay ready so you gotta get ready
1: and sometimes it'll be like it'll be that that life changing moment for you, so you gotta be prepared. You have to be, you have to stay ready. Who sings that? I think Janae Iko sings that. Say, yeah, that's her.
0: It was a bar. Yeah. That's that's what I live by. Stay ready. Stay. Yeah. You gotta be ready. And and you're not about yo talking. You are actually about action. And that that's a whole another type of flex. You know how some people say I want to do this. You're doing it though. You're living by it.
1: And I love what I do, man. Like when I and this is what I do and and I want other filmmakers to try this. I exported, I, I consolidated all the episodes for the web series. And it's about maybe an hour, hour and a half. And what I did was I exported just the audio of it. I just listened to it. I listened to it because I want to I see the project in my mind. So it's like a test for myself where it's, okay, I hear it, even though I can't see it, I still see it if yeah, that makes any sense. Yes. So, I exported audio. So, I'm, like, I'm, I'm listening, and there's some things that I missed. I was like, okay, let me go back and change this. I was like, okay. So, for me, I'm really, you have to be dedicated to your craft in many, many ways. Not just watching it. You can watch it, but are you really hearing it? Mm,
0: you know yeah and knowing that it's just not about you at the end mm-hmm. of the day and giving it all the glory to god in this process is amazing can you tell us the importance of integrity especially in this entertainment industry in hollywood how you stand so solid on integrity and character
1: I, when it comes to integrity and i'm glad you asked that because i had a um a pastor I listened to called G. Craig Lewis, and he was talking about that. And it's like going back to what you were saying too about people just doing it for clout. I'm like, you will get exposed eventually because if you don't have, you don't have integrity, and especially because you don't have the right spirit, then you're not going to go far. You may go far for a minute, but you'll have that roadblock where you'll get caught up in your lie. Mm. So for me, my integrity came from my upbringing. You know, my, my parents told me, it's like you're going out in this world is a cruel world, but just because someone else does it doesn't mean you have to do it too. Just because someone made it to this level doesn't mean you have to follow in their footsteps because they did people dirty. I mean there's so many films I know that did people dirty are like, yo, like, like alright, that's you, you know.
0: You're not right. gonna go far. You- not, you're not gonna
1: go far. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it means a lot to me because my integrity shows on set because I take care of my actors. You know, male and female, but especially the females, because there's one female who I work with now. You know, she told me, I did a demo back in July, and she said, You know, Chance, I really appreciate, you know, she we talked on the phone afterwards everything, yeah. and everything. She said, Chance, I really appreciate the kind of guy you are. So, why well, you say that? He said, Well, I got out of the industry because some men don't know how to treat women on set. You know, I was like, I knew what she was talking about. I was like, Yeah, because it was so many things I didn't like, and I just had to took a break. But you kind of gave me the hope to kind of get back into it because how you treated me, even though I have an uh, all male uh, crew, he didn't look at it that way. Mm. You know, she's like Chance, you made me feel so comfortable on set. Wow. You know, and that meant a lot to me. I was like, well, of course. Like, what? That
0: means you know, a lot. It means a lot to them,
1: especially women, because you know, it's like, you, yeah, sex scene. Okay, cool. Ooh, what, what does it mean?
0: Right. Ooh, like, what Is you it just mean?
1: doing it for porn? Because you know, some like, people well, really just doing it for porn now. But i'm serious like i don't i don't you think i care what people say you really you really i lose no sleep i really lose yeah. no sleep i was like really a word okay cool all right whatever mind your business stay over that lane i'll stay in my lane how about that because my integrity means a lot you know and my wife sees it like she sees how i operate on set i have i have fun on set i'm making sure hey guys this is what I'm gonna do all right quiet guys let's go let's make it moving let's go to you know because they know who they're working with mm. you know and these the film industry is so small. Don't get it twisted. These actors know each other, so don't don't think that they don't know each other. Majority of them do. So for me, my name, my my, what's that word? I need to get some water. My mouth is dry. I talk too much. <laughs> um, my um my reputation. No one can say that they had a moment where when they worked with me it was a terrible experience. Mm. They can never say that. Now the project may have you know things happen on set when it comes to production and you know, have to wait, but outside of that, I've always treated actors with respect and dignity. Period.
0: Wow. Reputation matters. That's what people should not say, nothing bad about you when you are treating people as they should be treated with respect. And that means so much, especially to people. Like people see the way you're and the way you carry yourself, and that's just gonna make people gravitate to you more, to just work with you, to collaborate, and just to build this empire.
1: Yeah, because, and the thing about this, though, I, ha- I bring my wife along on set, so she's, and she's a, she's a, uh, a minor in theater, mm-hmm. so she comes on set, she was a assistant, produ- um, assistant producer and um, assistant director on the project, so I have her involved, like, you know, I have her on set, so she sees and she talks to the actors, they know who they are, so I'm like, oh, you think I'm gonna have my beautiful wife, be crazy. Right! You know, now if she's busy, if she busy, she's busy, but it's like, I bring her on set because it's part of my life, she's yeah. part of my journey.
0: Wow, and then that's just incredible doing business with your partner. That's what it's for. Like, we let's do business. She keeps me in check,
1: bro. Don't get it twisted. Uh, I love a strong, like, woman. She keeps me in check because she wants the best out of me. Period.
0: You're gonna continue to elevate with her, right by your side. It's
1: fun, man. It's a fun journey. Like, she's they Don't. Okay, let me do that. Let me do that. <laughs> Let me go meet like, All right, go ahead. Knock it out. Knock wow. Out. You know? Cause some things I, now. When it comes to not, there's some things I may not understand when it comes to, you know a woman would uh resonate more with a female director and i say nothing against that but it's like hey i want to make sure it's comfortable so it'd be an easy transition nothing against that fine so my sister directs my wife directs and it's like i just kind of produce and step in when i need to so i have a good solid team you know of really good solid women in my life you know
0: that's a blessing that's a blessing and that's just shows like the man you are destined to be like how you have women holding you accountable and just getting you in the straight and narrow path to success like that
1: yeah for sure for sure
0: that's incredible chancy before you go tell us give us some advice for upcoming filmmakers on ways that we can stay creative
1: it's it's funny how you asked my question and one my um my my cinematographer who shot the web series he asked me the same thing because he was kind of getting frustrated i was like i told him like bro just step out of your lane like you know if you if you get tired of editing, try doing something else, like try writing, try, um, you know, storyboarding or like create a show Bible, you know, create a business plan or, I, okay, I did a vlog. Uh, I started a vlog early this year. I stopped in June because I got so busy, but do a vlog, I never did a vlog my whole life, but I started doing it to be a better editor, you know, when it comes to that part. So it was cool. I just I just kept it visual, but also stay creative. So like oh do a pod I'm on podcast. I am done it in a minute. It's called One More Chance. Yeah. So I step out of my zone to still be creative, uh, Audible or visually, you know. So for any upcoming filmmaker, you have an iPhone. Come on. I'm sorry to yeah, but you that's for real! like you have an iPhone where it has 4K quality video on it where you can upload it to your computer or whatever to I'll grow we okay, you were eighties baby? Oh, I'm nineties baby. Well whatever. But you know that back then we didn't have all this. We okay. didn't have all this. Create a okay, create a vlog, create a podcast, uh uh shoot a movie on your iPhone. Wow. Um, do interviews. Uh man, this I don't know, do a self tape audition or something. I don't I mean this. So name is so many, much. they better pick like, it up. Then you can, you can do so. I'm not trying to be discouraging about it, but yo, you have technology in the palm of your hand. Mm, yeah. Come There's on. There's no excuse. Busted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for you to say, I'm bored. I don't want to hear that.
0: Come on. You have
1: YouTube, Hulu, uh, HBO Max, uh, Amazon Prime, Tubi, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, like. TikTok, like, come on. It's you versus you. You standing in I, you, know, you, this. you know, I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I save so many editing videos so I can go back and watch and learn how to... Because right now I'm learning graphic editing on After Effects, so I'm stepping out of my comfort zone just doing basic editing to transition learn how to do different effects. So, like... <laughs> Come on, people.
0: Yes, you gotta learn. That's what we are meant to do. We have to learn every day, gain all this knowledge so we can just be better creators in the end and not just be so entertaining in that world, in that reality of escapism. That's where I feel like a lot of people are losing their touch and creativity because they're just escaping from their reality of not creating.
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's nothing against you um, subcontracting out to get a video done. But it's way better to say that you did something your own you know yeah. like it's nothing wrong with subconscious or you know there's nothing wrong with that but is you you feel like you accomplish something wow i did this like wow i created something oh i i created a uh a, a, shot videos or shot photos for somebody like it's so different when you say that you are responsible for creating something mm-hmm. out of your own mind you know so I say for the creatives out there, don't be afraid of making mistakes, man. I made plenty, and I, the way that I got to this point was so worth it because the mistakes I made propelled me to be a two-time award-winning filmmaker of a award-winning web series. So don't be afraid of failure. I know they say it a lot, but it's true. Like You're going to fail, but that failure is going to make you or break you. Depends on if you want to take it over or not. Yeah, wow. Are you gonna be a failure or are you gonna be an overcomer? What you gonna do?
0: The choice is yours. You gonna shoot or dribble?
1: <laughs> Captain Planet. The choice is. Yours.
0: <laughs> the choice is. Yours. <sighs> oh, you the
1: power is not- yours. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know what it says. You, you miss, know what I'm
0: talking about? Yes, you miss ninety nine percent of the shots you don't take.
1: So you yeah. 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 Up, uh,
0: And that's about when all the art that you're creating, everything that you're producing, writing, it just adds on to your legacy and it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate all the art that you are doing and that you are living by example for the Black culture. It's so appreciative. I appreciate it. And I know so many other people appreciate it as well. Thank you. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. Like, you're so welcome. And like I said, I know one day we work together. I don't know when, but I appreciate you having me on your show. I'll definitely be listening and supporting because one thing about it as black content creators and black podcasters we need that support you know so definitely when I get my podcast back up I'll try to get interviews in because I'm still busy like Darren let me say something God's been so good I'm not even kidding right now I've been like I have to send a proposal for a client then I have to edit a short film then I have to reach out to another client to celebrate something and I have to shoot a video next week and then I have the awards ceremony for the Peace Tree International Film Festival um next weekend then i i'm getting married next or two now so a lot of things are going on that i thank god for because for god i live for god i die period so
0: that is powerful chauncey i appreciate you taking time for us today and just sharing your story it was so inspiring And I know so many other independent creators are just going to be so inspired by your story. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me, Tara. God bless. Talk to you soon.
0: God bless you. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to another Take the Lead podcast. We're going to see you at the top.